Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. And we're broadcasting from beautiful downtown Old Town, Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's either heaven or hell. And right now it's transitioned from hell to heaven. So it's nice to be here. Today, we have one of my favorite persons in the whole wide world. And in my opinion, he is the rock star amongst the investing world. And um, he's going to be talking today about the next big thing. You know, as we know, the stock market is all-time highs. Real estate market is crazy. I, mean, I don't know what people are doing these days. But uh, this next guest is going to be talking to you about the next best thing, big thing, which I agree with. And I'm very happy to welcome to the program the legendary Jim Rogers. Welcome to the program, Jim. Oh, Robert, I'm delighted to be here. I should hang up after all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just let the audience know is that, uh, and just to refresh Jim's uh, memory, back in the early 90s, I traveled to Washington, D.C. to uh, just spend, to meet you and also James Dale Davidson and Lord Reese Mogg on The Sovereign Individual when they released that book. And those are like life-changing events in my life because I was just a, a, a new guy coming up. So I want to thank you for your contribution, not only to myself, but to the world. Anyway, welcome to the program. Well, I'm delighted to be here. I remember the 90s. I remember you in the 90s well, and I've watched your astonishing success ever since. So terrific. I okay. wish I could take credit for it. Well, <laughs> I have to give you, you inspire you people. You inspire people. That's the most powerful thing. Well, well, let's move ahead. You're embarrassing me now. Yeah. Hey, uh, one of the best books I ever read was your book, and besides Hot Commodities and all this, was Investment Biker. And, and when I read that book, I said, my God, what a grand adventure you went on. So would you mind taking a few minutes to explain Investment Biker and why it was such a, I mean, a, an adventure that very few people will ever go on? So would you? 
Would you mind telling well, us? Well, Robert, I, I I have been riding motor scooters and motorcycles uh, most of my life, and I, I found it exhilarating to to ride a motorcycle. But also, I grew up in the backwoods of Alabama in a very small village, and I I was burning up inside to see the world and to have adventure. I, I retired early from investing mainly so that I could see the world and so that I could have adventure. It took me 10 I wanted to ride around the world on a motorcycle. People thought I was nuts, and I probably was. But I also, Robert, wanted to make sure I did it right. I had to go across Soviet Union. I had to go across China. Because otherwise, to me, it wouldn't be really going around the world. So it took me 10 years to get full permission from Russia and, and China, but eventually I did. And so I and my then-girlfriend set out on two BMWs, and we spent two years on the road. And my gosh, what a glorious, glorious time. I mean, I shouldn't be alive, probably. Uh, we were held hostage. We were held up uh, prisoner for nine days once uh, in Africa. We had all sorts of uh, adventures, but boy, was it glorious. I'm, I'm glad I survived. Yeah, and you went all the way through Africa, South America, across Asia. I mean, my oh, yeah, God. No, we did it right. I was, as I said, I didn't want some guy to say to me one day, oh, you didn't really go around the world. You just acted like you went around. No, no, no. We crossed uh, Europe and Asia twice. We went from Ireland to Japan and then uh, through China and then back uh, from Japan to Ireland through the Soviet Union. was the Soviet Union in those days. Then right down through all of Africa. The whole works. No, South America, from the bottom of South America to Alaska. Well, you should do it, Robert. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you've really ruined my life because I'm, I said, God, I'd like to have done that one. But anyway, for those who haven't read the book, please read it because it's more than just a motorcycle adventure. It's really how Jim looks at the world, the world economy. And I still remember the one thing you talk about, you check in at the bank for the exchange rate, and then you go into the black market and you would find the real rate. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the first lessons, most important lessons one needs to learn. You go to the bank first to get the, make sure you get money so you can tell if the, the black market's got counterfeit because sometimes they deal in counterfeit currency on the black market. So you get something so you know it's real. Then you go and you find the black market. And I will tell you, Ryra, you don't have to find the black market. It will nearly always find you. They will say, oh, Americans are in town. Find them. Find them. Find them. Let's change some money. <laughs> Well, thank you. Anyway, for everybody, please read that book. It's an adventure book, but it's also an insight into the world of investment, but also seen through the world of, you know, Jim Rogers. Like, he is legendary. The thing I say to many of my uh, listeners is that you need to listen to rich people, not salespeople. And the reason I say that is many people take their investment advice from their financial planner or their stockbroker their real estate agent or their um, insurance agent. And very few people get the view of the world from a rich person like, you know, Jim Rogers. We, we've been talking about, you know, what's the next big thing? So what is the next big thing as far as you're concerned? So I'll give you two or three. Um, one is Asia. Asia is already, I mean, it's now becoming well known that Asia is the future. China's already the second richest country in the world and will be the richest eventually, not per capita yet, but it is booming, which means in many other places, Korea, uh, Vietnam, many other places in Asia are booming. Uh, another is uh, agriculture now has a great, great, great future after 30 years of decline. And I guess the other big thing that's coming up is sometime in the next uh, couple of years, we're going to have 
the worst financial uh, markets in our lifetime. And I, I, I say that because, you know, in 2008, we had a big problem, Robert, as you know, right. because of too much debt. Well, now the debt is much, much, much higher. So when we have the next one, and by the way, I should quickly say that the head of the Federal Reserve in America, Janet Yellen, says we will not going to have any more financial crisis that the central bank has the world under control and we'll never have a financial problem again. I, I don't agree with Mrs. Yellen. So I'm telling you that we will have another financial crisis. We've had them since the beginning of time. We will always have them. And the next one's going to be very bad because of all the debt that's built up. Any other comments on the, on the debt and why it's going to lead to the... I mean, I agree with you, but I'd rather hear it from your words. What do you see that well, well, people... Yeah, I mean, that's you know, I can give you many examples. The Federal Reserve, the central bank in America, in 2008, had a balance sheet with $800 billion, mainly government bonds. Now it's nearly $5 trillion. So the Federal Reserve's balance sheet alone has expanded by, you know, nearly 600% in just, uh, in, in just nine years. That's unheard of. That's staggering. And most of, a lot of that is garbage. They alone have bought up a lot of junk bonds, a lot of bonds, and somebody's going to have to deal with that someday. And you know, Robert, who the somebody is? It's you and me and the <laughs> listeners to this program, I'm afraid. And the the Federal Reserve, they're not going to take the blame, but that's you know, the American uh, government's debt has gone up many times under Obama and now under, under Trump. The debt is going up hundreds of billions of dollars every year. That's billions with a B. I mean, it's staggering what's going on. That's just America. You know, Japan is going as fast as they can running up their debt. You look at places like England, France. I mean, it's, it's staggering what's happening out there in the world. Even China. I'm bullish on China, but, you know, China now has debt. Fifteen years ago, there was very little debt in China, but now even China has a lot of debt. So you're going to see bankruptcies in China, too. It's going to shock a lot of people, including me, and I know they're coming. <laughs> You know, that to the lay person, they hear you talk about debt and all that stuff. But with your background, what can you take it one level deeper? What does that mean to you, all this debt? To me personally, I, I mean, when the next crisis comes, I, hope, I know it's going to be bad, and I hope I survive it because it's going to be a mess. Bro, um, I, I know that there are lots of junk bonds now in the world. I would urge people not to invest in junk bonds unless they know a lot about them. I also would urge people to be careful of investing in any bonds because, you know, when interest rates start going high, and Robert, as you know, interest rates have never been this low in the history of the world. In some places, interest rates are even negative. That has never, ever happened in the history of the world. It's an experiment by the central banks led by ours, unfortunately, by Washington, D.C., and so when the interest starts, rates start going higher, it's going to destroy a lot of people. A lot of people have a lot of debt based on zero interest rate. I mean, the state of Illinois pension fund, I don't know what's going to happen. They don't have any money to pay the pension. Many states don't. So you're going to see some dramatic problems for lots of us. Anybody relying on a pension, in the, well, not just in the U.S., in many countries, must be concerned because many of the pension funds cannot will not be able to meet their obligations. Be sure that you're not, not too in debt yourself. I would urge your listeners, unless they really know what they're doing, not to have a lot of debt because a lot of people around them are going to be suffering and going bankrupt. 
So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Our guest today is the infamous. I mean, this guy is, in my world, the rock star of investors. I'm, the best thing about the Rich Dad program is I get to talk to people like Jim Rogers, part of the Quantum Fund at the start with uh, George Soros and all that. And I also think it's interesting that he lives in Singapore, not the U.S. I believe you're teaching your daughter to speak Chinese, not uh, Hawaiian. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, uh, Robert, yes. I, I said before that uh, China is going to be the, the most important country in the 21st century, or certainly one of the most important countries in the 21st century. So I wanted my children to grow up speaking perfect Mandarin and knowing Asia. I mean, I'm trying to prepare them for the 21st century. I, I don't speak Mandarin. I'm, I'm hopeless. I can barely speak English, much less, much less Mandarin. But I'm preparing these girls, so we moved here. Fortunately, we're Americans, and we can live anywhere we want. Right. We're not North Koreans or Cubans or something. <laughs> so once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. When we come back, we'll be speaking again to Jim Rogers. The question today is, with the stock market at all-time high, the real estate market in a bubble, all of it's caused by ex excessively low interest rates. It's now about to burst. And that's what Jim and myself and many people all around the world are worried about. I'm glad he mentioned pension funds because, you know, CalPERS, which is the largest public service pension plan in the U.S., they, they were sued and it just revealed they're a trillion dollars underwater. They cannot meet their liabilities. And so all of these people had job security with the government and all that. They might be in serious trouble. So that's why I think I'm, I'm glad you're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show. And as I said, you're listening to a rich man, not a salesman. More than a rich man, a very smart rich man. So when we come back, we'll be talking again to Jim Rogers and what he sees to be the big investments of the future. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Today we're talking to a really, really rich man versus a salesman. And I love Jim Rogers simply because he's got nothing really to sell you. So he's not afraid of losing his job. And every time I see him on either CNBC or wherever he's speaking, he just says what he really thinks about. He doesn't have to be politically correct, and he's not afraid of losing his job or insulting anybody. So he's a perfect gentleman that way. But today, honored to have him on the show because we're taking financial advice from a rich man. 
Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on your schedule through iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because repetition is how we learn best. If you listen to this program one more time, you'll pick up even more. You'll be smarter. But more importantly, you can share this program with friends, family members, and business associates, and even your children. Because as Jim said, being a rich man, he can move his family to Singapore, a great island nation, so his daughter will speak perfect Mandarin to prepare her for the future. So that's why one of the things about being a rich man, you can choose to live anywhere in the world because you can afford to live anywhere, anywhere in the world. So, Jim, uh, when we're on the break, I asked you about Brexit, and I understand that you, you know, you, you did a lot of business with the uh, pound sterling. So, what do you know about Brexit? You know, the English leaving the common European Union. Yeah, I went to university. It's my second degree was in the UK, so I have a bit of uh, knowledge about all of this. Uh, it, the Brits are going to leave, whether it's right or wrong. Who cares? They're going to do it. It's a fact. We have to deal with facts, not with anything else. And when they leave, uh, they're going to have trading problems with many of the people in Europe. Uh, the, the main thing that the British have to sell to the world is oil, the North Sea oil, which they have a lot of. But unfortunately for them, it's owned by Scotland. And now Scotland may leave the U.K. And if they do, they're going to take the, the oil with them. Uh, and the other thing that the Brits have is, other than education and the English language, is the city of London, you know, the English Wall Street which essentially is the financial center of much of the world, certainly in Europe. And when that leaves Europe, the Europeans have already made it very, very clear that they don't want London to be the financial center of Europe because they've left. And so you, new financial centers, whether it's Paris or Amsterdam or Berlin or Frankfurt or who knows what, are going to develop, and that's going to mean less and less income for the Brits. And so I'm very, very pessimistic about the future of the UK, which I love. I went to university. I actually got married there, all kinds of things there, um, because they've got huge debts. They don't have much to sell to the world other than the things I mentioned. But if the Scots take the oil, they're going to leave the debt, and the city of London is going to move to, to the mainland, to Europe. So I'm, I'm worried about the UK. I don't like saying it because I have many fond memories. I am too. Another thing I'm concerned about, here you have the U.S. and you have these two island nations. You have England or the U.K. and the other side is Japan. And, you know, when I was a kid, the Japanese and fourth generation Japanese American, Japanese had the highest savings rate per capita in the world. And now they're, they're printing money and they're operating on a negative interest rate. What is your view on Japan from sitting in Singapore? Well, I'm glad you asked. One thing I should quickly tell you, I own Japanese shares, and I'm buying Japanese shares. You know, the market's going to open in a few minutes, and I'm going to buy some more. Uh, but I am terribly pessimistic about the future of Japan. Japan has a declining uh, population, not just a low birth rate. The population is actually in decline now, and they have staggering internal debts. They refuse to have immigration, uh, and, they, and they refuse to cut their spending. So if I were a 10-year-old Japanese, I would do what your forebears did. Because <laughs> it's going to be a mess in 30 or 40 years. The debt goes higher and higher. The population goes down. And they don't let in foreigners. I mean, that's their, that's their business. If that's what they want, that's fine. It's not, none of my business what they, how they run their country. 
but that doesn't mean I want to be there in 10 years. But having said that, Robert, I own the shares. I'm buying more shares today. The Japanese stock market today is down 50% from its all-time high in 1990. We're still a little boy in 1990. In 1990, the Japanese stock market was 40,000. Today, it's about 20,000. It's been doing nothing for 27 years, and that's in the process of changing, if you ask me. So I'm buying more. What, what, but don't why, worry. Why would you buy Japanese shares if you're pessimistic on the future? Well, the future's, you know, in the long run, we're all dead. But there's a long, <laughs> I, hope, I hope there's a long time between now and the, and the long run. Um, the Japanese central bank is even looser and printing more money than we are. The Japanese government is spending even more money than Mr. Trump says he's going to spend. No, I mean, everything, th- this is not good for the future of Japan. Robert, but it's certainly good for, for investors, for people who buy and sell stocks and things like that in Japan, because there's all this money sloshing around. The government has vowed to, to get stocks up. They're giving incentives for people to invest in the stock market. I mean, all of these things are wonderful for, for people like me. Are they good for Japan? No. As I said, if I were 10 years old in Japan, I would move. So that, that brings us to the U.S. Well, you know, the, the U.S., the Dow has hit all-time highs. What's your view on that? Well, I own U.S. dollars. I own a lot of U.S. dollars, not because uh, the reason I own it, Robert, is because many people in times of turmoil look for a safe haven. They think the U.S. dollar is a safe haven, and it has been historically. Uh, It's not a safe haven, Robert. America is the largest debtor nation in the world, and the debts are skyrocketing every month, no matter what they say in Washington. So eventually, that's all going to come apart. But in the meantime... I own the dollar because it's going to go higher and higher as people look for, for safety. Eventually, the U.S. dollar will get overpriced. Eventually, it might even turn into a bubble, depending on how bad the rest of the world gets. I hope at that point I'm smart enough to listen to your program and sell my dollars and <laughs> well, something else. Well, my question is not so much the dollar, but the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It's ah, 23000 well, or something. That's making all-time highs. and. We may be sitting here. It's been a long time since we had a big bubble in the stock market in America. We may be sitting here watching it, Robert. One reason I'm investing in other places is because if the U.S. really does continue to turn into a bubble, you know, it's at all-time highs. Japan, which is the third largest economy in the world, is 50% below its all-time highs. My view is you're going to see catch-up in other markets as they catch up to what's going on in the U.S., uh, China's 40% below its all-time high. So I'm trying to find the places that are somewhat sound, where there's a lot of things going on in the markets, and on their theory that they will play catch up with what's happening in the U.S. And that you've also said several times that you expect the biggest crash ever coming, possibly collapse and all this. But you said something else very interesting. You talked about millennials and why you know they're good in a bull market, but you don't want to stand too close to millennial in a bear market. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I was I was 26 once, um, believe it or not, and, and you were 26 right. once. And many of the 26-year-olds that I knew then and know now know no fear, and they they get wrapped up in the excitement of of a rising market, and they're making a lot of money, and they think they're smart they're making money um, sometimes people confuse a bull market with brains they think because they're making money they're smart 
but it's really just a bull market. And the young people, for better or for worse, you know, in a bull market, that's who you want investing with you because they just say buy, buy, buy. And the more absurd the story sounds, the more they buy and the more money they make. But unfortunately, Robert, uh, since they don't know why they're making money, they lose a lot of money when things turn the other way. So you want a millennial, you want a 26-year-old when things are going up, and it's a bull market, especially a bubble. But when that bubble bursts, you want somebody with gray hair who's seen it all. <laughs> even, the, and even some of the guys with the gray hair lose it all. Right. So, it's, yeah. it's a, one of my teachers says there's nothing worse than a bear market because it seems to go on forever and ever and ever. So Every day. Every, every day. day you wake up and it just gets worse. So... Um, when you come back, we're going to be talking about what you see the big thing. One is agriculture. One is fintech. And I want, I want you to read on gold since a lot of my people, a lot of my listeners are like me. I've been a gold bug since 72, and I just buy and hold. I don't ever, I don't even care the price. I'm going by ounces. So anyway, uh, our guest today is infamous Jim Rogers. He's one of the most respected people I know of. Every time I talk to him, I learn more. Like I said, I went to see him with my wife, Kim, in Washington, D.C. We were there to meet uh, Jim Dale Davidson and Lord Rees Moore. They, they wrote the book Sovereign Individual, another great book from a historical uh, standpoint. And I love Jim's book, Investment Biker, simply because um, he has lived a life that a very only a rich man could have lived. So before we go to break, any comments on for young people or for listeners right now as how you see things going? Well, first I want to say hello to Kim. I'm sorry she's not here today. Yeah, she misses uh, you terribly. Well, I, I, one thing that I've learned is if you can find a good partner, it's going to help you because there's nothing worse than a divorce or two or three. So if you can find a good partner, a good partner, yep. it's going to be supportive. It's going to help you in your life. Yeah, Kim's, Kim's I, don't, I don't know why she put up with me, but it's 31 years next month, so I'm very lucky. Poor woman, poor woman. I know, that's what I say. <laughs> so when we come back, uh, Jim's going to be talking about fintech, whatever that is. Also, he's going to comment on Bitcoin and gold and whatever else he feels like talking about. Well, one of my favorite new subjects is agriculture. And I've just started investing in avocados because I kind of like avocados and they're getting more expensive every day. So when we come back, we'll be talking to Jim about the next big things that you can watch and that will do well in the future. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Do you own an LLC or LP? Are you aware of the new rules? The IRS has mandated new audit rules that require every LLC operating agreement and LP limited partnership agreement be amended. This dramatic requirement has never before been experienced, and changes must be made by December 31st. Corporate Direct, owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton, can guide you through these new rules. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit CorporateDirect.com. Contact Corporate Direct today to stay in IRS compliance. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors have a great gift for you. 
Visit richdadadvisors.com and receive five free reports on business and investing success. Five free reports that can help you right now. And while there, check out the Author's Choice audio series. Audio is a great way to learn. And for as little as 99 cents, you can download key chapters from all the Rich Dad Advisor books. You can listen to The Myths and Magic of Real Estate Investing, Seven Steps to Limited Liability, The Four Pillars of Investing, Team Code of Honor, or The Psychology of Debt, among other great audios. For pennies, you can power up your skills for getting out of the rat race. So please visit richdadadvisors.com for your five free reports and your powerful and affordable audio chapters. That's richdadadvisors.com for great information that can help you right now. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. And one of the problems I see with people is they take financial advice from poor people or from salespeople. Not that they're bad people, but they're not rich people. So anyway, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes and Android. You can listen to this program anytime on Rich Dad Radio. We archive all of our programs. So you can listen to it again because repetition is how we learn. If you listen to this program a second time, you'll be twice as smart. And most importantly, share it with your friends, family, and business associate and discuss it. Because what you talk, what we're talking about is the bubble the world is in right now. Jim and many other people like myself are predicting a big crash coming. And the question is, where do you go next before it crashes? So in the last segment we have with Jim, Jim Rogers, we're going to be into what he's looking at. But let's start with the question I'm, I'm always asked, Jim, what about Bitcoin? And my response to them is, if you're going to invest in Bitcoin, study it. But don't listen to me because I'm not an investor in it. So what, what are your comments on Bitcoin? Well, I'll say the same thing. I, Robert, I've never bought nor sold any cryptocurrency. I wish I had, obviously. I would, I'd be the richest man you know if I was <laughs> that smart. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't that smart. I don't know how it's going to work out. I do know that the Internet is changing everything we know, including money and health and post offices and banking. So, yes, it's going to have an effect. Whether Bitcoin is it or not, I don't know. Um, you know, you, you've heard of IBM, but IBM did not invent the computer. So whether Bitcoin is going to survive, I have, haven't a clue. You know, there were two or three hundred car companies a hundred years ago. Now there are only 25 car companies. Some survive, but many disappear. And I, I, if you can explain it to me what I should do, I'll listen. That doesn't mean I'll do it, but I certainly do not know enough about it to buy or sell myself. Not right. now. And I was just in China last week. And I don't know your opinion about it, but I think they've already, they're in the passing lane on us right now. Would you agree with that? Well, they certainly are in many things. If you go to China, I mean, people don't have money anymore. They pay for a cup of coffee with their telephone. It's astonishing how rapidly the Chinese have developed Internet-wise, electronic-wise, computer-wise. Call it what you will. Every time I go there, I'm just amazed. There's some really amazing companies there. Yeah, I, I was out there, and they said they don't want cash. They want to use their cell phones. They have some form of Bitcoin or something like that, but they're already down the road, and we're just kind of finding out about it. Would you agree with that? I agree with it. It's a fact. 
There's nothing to agree with. It's an absolute certifiable fact. The Chinese are far ahead of us in many things on the Internet and electronic technology. I don't like saying it, but I have to deal with the facts. You know, Robert, they produce 10 times as many engineers every year as we do. Maybe they're bad engineers, but out of that many, (laughs) some of them are really smart and really good, and we're already starting to see the effects. Right. So this leads to the next question. You're you're very bullish on fintech. Now, is fintech part of is that Bitcoin or how would you define fintech and the bank in well, Hong Kong? Well, it's, it's my children will never go to a post office or a bank in their lifetimes, and they rarely go to a doctor because everything is now the computer. Fintech, whatever it is, and you could define it seventeen different ways because it's a new and evolving thing. It's all going to be on the on the computer. Already, people who are managing money with robots with computers i'm not i'm not smart enough but it is is changing it will continue to change everything we know so whatever you want to define fintech whether that's a bank on the computer a money manager on the computer a stockbroker on the computer it's all going to be on the computer whatever that means all those banks you see on the corner they're not going to be around in 20 years right and i was just in london a month ago and my friends are Indian, you know, from India, and they're very bright, and they're bankers, English bankers. They say it's not Bitcoin, but blockchain that's going to change banking. Do you, do you know anything about that? Well, yes, it's part of what I was just saying, that everything is going to be on the computer, on the Internet, and Bitcoin may disappear. But the fact that we are going to settle and pay on the computer with blockchain or whatever the word is going to be that's going to evolve, that is absolutely correct. I don't know which one or how it's going to evolve, just like I did not know that IBM would wind up being the dominant computer company. I mean, most people never heard of the company which invented computers. It doesn't matter. Somebody evolves, and that's what's going to happen with blockchain and all of our financial dealings on the computer in the future. Okay. And what is this ITF Bank, Into the Future Bank Corporation in Hong Kong and Singapore? You're, you're, well, not, you're, you're now investing in that. Why? I have a very small investment. It is a fintech company. They're smart guys. You can ask me in 30 years if I did the right thing. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a startup with a bunch of with smart, smart boys, young men, I should say, because they are young men. Uh, they got good ideas, good brains, good capabilities. Who knows? I don't. I invested a small amount. As I say, maybe my children are going to be rich. Or maybe my children will say, how could you have been so foolish? <laughs> You're not a buyer or a seller of gold, but for people like myself who are not fintech people or Bitcoin people, you know, to me, gold has been money for at least 4,000 years. The Chinese invented it. Or paper money, I mean. And I just buy gold because I don't trust paper. So what are your views on gold? And I know you think it has to go down more, but what are your views on gold? Well, I own gold. I own silver. Never sold any. I've been buying it since, I think, 1971 I bought my first gold. Uh, you said Jeez. 72. Yeah. I've never sold any. Uh, and if it goes down, which I expect, I hope I'm smart enough to buy a lot more. Because before this is over, Robert, gold is going to turn into a a huge frenzy of its own because we're going to have turmoil. And when people lose confidence in governments and lose confidence in paper money, they've always gone to gold and silver. 
Whether they should or not is a different question. That's what they've always done, and they will do that again. So how do you see gold position to Bitcoin or cyber money? Is it any comparison? Well, or? well there, there could be. The, the advocates tell you there is, and that Bitcoin will replace gold because people can use it anonymously. You can use gold anonymously, but not quite as anonymously. And they say that uh, Bitcoin, you can transfer thousands of miles away over the computer, which you cannot do with gold, etc. So they say that Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies will eventually replace gold and silver. Maybe, Robert, but not in your lifetime and not in my lifetime. That's what I would think. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're very fortunate today to have the infamous Jim Rogers, part of the person I look forward to speaking with the most, just because of his unorthodox view of the world. And as I said, he sits in Singapore, one of the it's an amazing, and for those that haven't been to Singapore, go see it because it is, you're looking at the future. Jim's also investing in a company called ITF, which is, is, is into the future, the world's first fintech bank. So he's looking into the future. And also he's very close to China. He's even training or teaching his daughter to speak perfect Mandarin, preparing for the future. And I think that's why, that's how I suggest all of our listeners prepare for the future because yesterday's gone. It really is gone. The, the hegemony of the U.S. dollar is obsolete idea. And with gold, you know, I think the Chinese and the Russians are cutting a deal with a yuan is going to be backed by, they're going to buy Russian oil and yuan, but the yuan will be backed by gold. Now, if that happens, the dollar is suspicious. Have you, have you heard anything about that, the yuan being backed by gold and all that stuff? No, no, of course I, of course I have. Yeah, the Chinese, and not just the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, lots of people are trying to move away from the U.S. dollar for many reasons, many legitimate reasons. And so, yes, the Chinese are doing their best to open many markets in gold and uh, in, in their own currency backed by gold. Now, right now, a lot of people would say, I don't want to buy oil and cotton in, in uh, renminbi, which is the Chinese currency. But then the Chinese say, okay, we're back at my gold. So if you use our currency to trade oil, you're really backed by gold. So that makes it a lot safer for a lot of people. No, no, it's going to happen. The U.S. dollars, as I said before, we're the largest debtor nation in the history of the world. And it's getting worse every day, Robert. I don't like saying this. I'm an American like you. Right. But it's a fact, and we have to deal with that. Right. So going into the next big thing, uh, like I said, I was just at the New Orleans conference. For all of you who are interested in alternative investing, the New Orleans Investment Conference is reportedly the oldest investment conference in America. It was started by this radical guy named Jim Blanchard, who made it legal for Americans to own gold. I mean, when I bought my first piece of gold in Hong Kong, I believe I paid $50 for it. But then I was a criminal because I was an American and I bought gold. And it took this guy Blanchard, Jim Blanchard, who started the New Orleans Investment Conference to make it legal for Americans to own gold. And as I was saying to Jim during the break is that wherever I went, I see Jim's smiling faces, face, you know, by quoting you, that you're not endorsing anybody, but your, your smiling face is talking about, you're saying agriculture is going to be the big thing. Would you mind telling us about that? Agriculture has been a disaster for 30 years. You know, the highest rate of suicide in the U.K. is in agriculture. Average age of farmers in America is 58. In Japan, it's 66. Australia, the average age of farmers is the highest in recorded history. 
Robert, more people in America study public relations than study agriculture. I mean, it's a, it, they're all dying out because it's been so terrible. Millions of Indian farmers commit suicide every year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.